Hello and welcome to the Evolve Pipe Drive podcast. We talk all things pipe drive, sales, apps, and the pipe drive marketplace. My name is Bruce Bigelow. I own and run Evolve, the technology consultancy based in the UK, working globally. Uh, we specialise in helping small and scaling businesses get the most out of pipe drive with implementation, consultancy, and training. Today, I have the great pleasure to be joined by Hans Sherberg, the customer success director at Dear Lucy. Dear Lucy is a plug-and-play sales dashboard via CRM with a native integration pipe drive. I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Hans for a couple of reasons. One, because Hans is an expert in his field, having worked as a marketing intelligence consultant for around 10 years now. I'm really looking forward to understand how he thinks. Uh, he once received a glowing note from a previous line manager. You might not remember this, but I found it on oh. LinkedIn, who said, Hans has a rare combination of strategic idea generation and being able to see the big picture while still having the discipline to work with the details with the necessary details and nitty grittiness to get the job done, um, which I think that's a real nice combination there, right? You have to think big um, and actually still get the work done, not just uh, talk stuff. And two, because Hans has first-hand experience of helping companies with data-driven uh, management shortcomings, uh, which is something that we at Evolve come across all the time. Uh, businesses wanting more support with whether that's meeting um, the Pipe Drive Insights goals and if they reach limitations of what Pipedrive Insights can do, getting the metrics that they want for their business, you know, using a system like Dear Lucy enables them to, to either use other data from Pipedrive and or from other systems to give them what the business needs. And Dear Lucy is on the, is on the Pipedrive marketplace. Um, we'll have links in the description for you to try out below. So Hans, welcome. Uh, please can you introduce yourself and Dear Lucy to our audience. Thank you, Bruce. My name is Hans. Um, yeah, as mentioned, I'm the uh, customer success director at Dear Lucy. I've been with the company close to, I think it's five years now, and uh, um, uh, yeah, working with uh, primarily as my role, uh, making sure all our customers are as happy and successful as they can be with uh, with Dear Lucy. But primarily, a lot also in the implementation, making sure that uh, our new customers really get set up and get the most value out of our uh, platform as they can uh, as, as soon as possible, really. Uh, Dear Lucy, as a company, we're about six years old. Um, we started off, <clears throat> if I take a little bit background of the company, uh, making pretty much custom integration. So, so trying to solve the problem with kind of being the, the one insights portal that combines all different types of data sources uh, into, uh, you know, the, the the one portal that would tell you the truth about all your areas of business. Um, and whilst doing that uh, for the first few years, um, we realized what we're really good at and what our customers really like from us are our uh, solutions for sales. So our CRM uh, connection solutions. And um, what we did then as a business was really that uh, this is much more scalable. So through the CRMs, we have... Uh, fairly standard APIs that we can work with uh, and these kind of things. And we were, we were able to set up these kind of ready-made dashboards and KPIs and metrics, if you like, for uh, for our customers so they could get started instantly uh, with more than 300 sales metrics at the click of a few buttons. Um, so that's where Dear Lucy comes from. We, we realize that this is what we're really good at. There seems to be a lot of demand uh, from customers around this. And uh, yeah, it's an exciting journey. There's uh, 
um, a lot of new solutions out there. Uh, we've been in the game for a while. There's, um, uh, but uh, happy to say that Dear Lucy is growing very quickly and seems to have found a very good product market fit where we operate today. Nice. And and what what does that mean with the? Uh, obviously, you've got your role there. It sounds like you you quite early in the business, right? So you've see, you've seen the, the change and whatever they've been as they've been maturing. Is as you're maturing, is the business leaning into hiring more dev and making the product better? Is it leaning into partnerships as a number of people are, or, or are you right now in a moment where you're just trying to focus on the customer experience to make sure that you're you're delighting the people that are actually using it? Where where, where are you as a business? Yeah, we're we're not done on any of those fronts, so I okay. think all apply, right? Um, it, it, from my perspective, it's 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 mainly about the. Um, uh, the customer experience. So making sure that's as flawless as possible. And I spend most of my days talking with customers. Uh, so I know what they want. I have at least a pretty good idea of what they want and where we should develop the tool uh, to make it better and, and the services, uh, of course. Uh, from a product side, uh, there's about a million things we want to do. Uh, can't do them all at once. Uh, but um, we're also taking a bit careful approach there because one of the things that our customers do love about Dear Lucy is the, the simplicity of it all. Uh, and I can go, go into that a bit more um, uh, later on as well. Why, what makes Dear Lucy different in the eyes of the, the user, so to speak. Uh, but then from a sales perspective, I think uh, for sure we, we do have partners. Uh, we work with partners as well. Uh, but um, I think um, we operate out of uh, uh, Finland and Helsinki, but I mean, uh, 60% of our new business comes from uh, North America this year. Um, uh, so, so it seems to, you know, it's taking a life on its own also, but, but we do realize a lot of potential selling through partners as well. So, so where do you think that's come from? Is that, is that organic growth or, and people just searching for, they need more reports that, Obviously, these CRM systems, whether it's PipeDrive or whether it's you know any other systems, because um, I always think of it in two layers, right? So you've got your individual contributors that might want to r run better reports for themselves to perform better, and then you have the management layer that wants to be able to look at the levers to pull to make change within their business. So where where, where does that um, where does Dear Lucy fit in there, and who would be making those decisions to? reach out to find a solution like, like yours yeah i think i think it um, how to find dear lucy i think most of the growth we've seen especially from north america and the uk big and the second biggest kind of new market uh that's been very much organic mm -hmm. uh but i think we found found a place on especially certain kind of keywords when it comes to recurring revenue reporting and these mm -hmm. types of things um where we have a really good solution and that seems to to, you know, people seem to find us quite easily through the marketplace or then through uh, just searching on the web. Uh, we, we seem to catch a lot of uh, attention from that. But but second most important, I think, is is we've, we've got some very happy customers. Uh, and a lot of our new uh, leads are coming from referrals. Uh, and the people that are our customers, it's typically we, we deal with... Um, uh, you know, chief revenue officers, VP of sales, in, in some cases also CEOs um, that are really looking at kind of sales insights and what they can get out of the CRM or pipe drive they're using today. 
And then there's that little extra that they need to to kind of have to really make it fit their business and kind of understand where they're going with their sales. Um, and that's typically where Delusi can come in and, and really help them out. Is there a size of business that really fits Delusi? And yeah, would, would this be 50 plus people? Would this be 500 plus people? Like obviously, we, we know the kind of role that you're hitting, but what, what's the kind of size of business that's choosing Delusi at the moment? I think the, the the ideal size is really when, perhaps when you start having more than, I, I would say around 200 people in the organization. So mm-hmm. if I think about a sales team of about 10 to 50, uh, that's really a, a, where a need for Dear Lucy comes in. I think before that, um, Pipedrive Insights can handle a lot of the demands uh, that are there. It's quite easy to use and, and easily. But once you start hitting a certain level uh, or size in the organization, um, both the CRNs themselves, so so your setup in Pipedrive is likely to be more complex, accounting for more yeah, different things. Um, uh, but also because you, you'd like to understand a little bit better what's the what's the overall, where are we really? Mm. So, you know, not getting stuck in the nitty gritty details, but actually getting the full picture. And dear Lucy, I think this is one of the key values we can bring to companies that have fairly complex setup in their CRM. Uh, We can bring them that this is the full picture. This is kind of your actual sales, or this is your actual forecast, uh, et cetera. That being said, we do have clients with only, you know, uh, 10 employees. Uh, we have enterprise clients as well with with well over you know, thousands of employees as well and really large sales teams. So we do fit them all, uh, but I think for different reasons. And when we start to see a real value uh, for our customers is maybe when they've grown a bit bigger uh, in size and, and we can kind of uh, suit their needs quite well. Yeah, no, understood. And, and so, and that's, how do they typically get started? Would they um, try it themselves, and then uh, your team, obviously, where you you would come in and you do a lot of your, I guess, consultancy to actually not just pull off the shelf for your ready-made three hundred sales metrics uh, templates. Is there like a consultancy piece there to kind of help them understand what they should be measuring and things like this? Yeah, I, I think again it goes with the size. So, so, so you yeah. could sign up. Uh through marketplace or whatever and get started and pay online and become a customer immediately. But I think what we see more is that companies come, they, they, they have a real problem with their reporting. They're not able to, if I use a pipe drive example, they're not able to do, uh, they want a different currency conversion than pipe drive does. So pipe drive uses the current conversion rates, you know, also historically, dear Lucy doesn't have to do that. So yeah. we, we, we can do it, whatever they like. So that might be a problem, right? Um, they might find your Lucy then. And then typically we have, you know, a meeting. Uh, it might be me. It might be one of my colleagues. But where we go through and we can typically already through the demo, especially if they start a free trial and we get access to their sales data, we can prove to them that we can we can deliver this. Uh, and then also show them the full set of features that uh, Dear Lucy delivers. So the the larger the organization, and I think that's pretty natural, um, the more meetings before a customer starts and kind of proof of concept that, that this will work. Yeah, for sure. And, and what, what would you say is, 
or and, and or has this changed, right? So the, the the type of reporting that you that people are asking for and what's useful for them, right? So so people might um, there'll be some managers or some business owners that may be asking, I just need to track the activity of my sales reps. I just need to track this, and um, a lot of that can be done within PipeDrive, right? However, if someone's going to Dealuci as as an option, that they might be looking for more complex outputs. So it might be, um, do, I mean, what, one example I'm thinking of is kind of custom fields um, and just some calculable fields and or taking data from other sources as well as your pipe drive, right? To then have a more in-depth output for your marketing team or um, whatever it might be. So where would you, what are you finding in your role that people are asking for now that uh, maybe they, they haven't been asking for before? So are you seeing marketing and sales get closer aligned? What, what's kind of your insight there? Yeah, um, and I can go on for a while about this, but I think the, combi- the, the combining of marketing uh, and sales, right? It, it's been something that has been asked for, I think, quite a few years, but it's now pretty much possible. Uh, and we have clients, so, so let's say they're using, uh, you know, one thing being activities or pipe drive leads, uh, which exists now. And we can basically close the full funnel from contact created to deal one. Uh, but this could also be done. So some some clients, because if you take HubSpot marketing, which has been around for I don't know how many years, but but I mean the marketing side of HubSpot is that's uh, a very large client base, right? They might be using PipeDrive CRM, and and through some customizations on there, and we can actually we've done it for a few clients. Combine you know contact created in HubSpot, one deal in PipeDrive, which is pretty cool. Apart from that, using kind of the you know, how much was actually marketing generated sales and what's the conversion rate from this lead source and these kind of things. Uh, We spend a lot of our time on that uh, and kind of bringing insights for them also where to put the investments when it comes to to marketing uh, and following uh, these kind of things. Another area which I think, or two other areas which are high in demand now, uh, I believe that maybe weren't a few years ago, uh, but this might be different also because uh, we're based in the Nordics and now we have more international business. So I don't want to sa- sound like a know-it-all here, but but at least on our end, we seem to hear uh, a lot more requests about recurring revenue, right? Yeah. So how to actually visualize recurring revenue? And and I know you can do this in Pipedrive Insights and, and, and other CRMs too, but there's typically tweaks needed that might not be possible in the native CRM solution. Um, things such as, you know, we don't want the month or, you know, the subscription amount to be split up evenly. We want to have it in different ways. And I'm going to show a little bit later all the different variations we can do there. But uh, a lot about that. So SaaS kind of uh, recurring revenue amounts and actuals for sure, but but then also the forecasting uh, of that. So being able to predict where your SaaS or what's your ARR base at the end of the year and these kind of things. Uh, and no case is the same. There's typically always some reason why they need it differently than it's done. Um, uh, Last but not least, I would say that, and this I think has come with the emergence of 
and that's been existing at least in the US for a while, probably the UK too. Uh, but but kind of revenue operations and sales operations team. So I I think more companies have that now. There's more data available. So there we're talking a lot about pipeline snapshots. Uh, you know. Uh, pipeline waterfall so what happened to our predicted forecast how many of those deals closed how many slipped Uh, so really getting into the kind of uh, sales analytics side of things uh, which i think is a combination of both uh, larger customers they need to understand better sales for sure and where where is how accurate is the forecast but also because the crms are the, the the reporting is more powerful there too, and the amount of data points that are picked up in the CRMs. Pipedrive two is it's much better now than it was only a few years ago. So allowing you to track these kind of things is now also made possible, which is probably one explanation for demand being higher. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those you know for the last decade everyone's known or they've we've spoken about data silos between sales and marketing. Um, and if you were really forward thinking, you could have, you know, captured this, but it's very, it's always been very hard to really follow the canonical lead source. And where do you attribute that final sale to? And um, there's a saying that I've, I've said for the last five, six years now, sales and marketing, they're on the same team. <laughs> you're, working yeah. the same, you're working for the same business. You, you should be working towards the same goals. You might have different micro goals to, to you know earlier in the funnel to then help that team win but though they should be aligned uh, all, all the way to that final sale um, and technology now allows us to kind of have better conversations internally to um to, to do that so yeah i i i, I completely agree there um what what's the the uptake for, from your side again i just want to try and pick unpick some of some of your insight here right what what are you what is would you say the some of the challenges that people uh, might face internally um, when they first say, okay, I now want to, we're going to use a system like Dear Lucy. What are some of the, the questions that they're asking, what it can do, what what it can't do? That What, what kind of challenges are you answering there and, and helping people with? I think so. And then I think the best way to answer this is also how I usually introduce Dear Lucy, and what's difference? What's the difference between Dear Lucy and any other kind of sales insights platform or reporting tool? Uh, and I think Dear Lucy is one of the few few solutions out there that are aimed at the sales leader, the decision maker, as the end user, not the analyst, so to speak. So, so rather than having a tool where you can infinitely modify and build your own kind of sales and dashboards, which are fine too. But what uh, what Dear Lucy provides you is, you know, 85% to 90% of your sales reporting needs or insights are already there at the point of your fingertips. So you just need to add that metrics. It's been done for you. Uh, the additional 10%, whether that's, you know, customization through custom fields and these kind of things that's where the cs team can come in and and really you know make sure that they get the proper setup but rather than having so so my way to try and explain this we see that sales leaders they don't really typically care about how it's done how long it's going to take and these kind of things 
they want to have the insights ready made and and dear lucy is really about trying to to portray kind of the one company truth so in pipe drive insights for example you can have a you know one by month type of chart uh sales one by month but there could be 18 different variations of that same chart depending on which filters which pipeline and these kind of things that you include so what we hear a lot from sales leaders is that that's fine and we can you know have those two but where do i go to see the actual ones that are our true kpi for the full funnel or whatever that might be and that's where dear loose can really you know this is it it's been set up and um, nobody's able to kind of go and you can do it yourself of course filter and and, and apply all of those changes uh, but dear Lucy is there to kind of bring up the the most important sales metrics and kpis that you want to follow in your business so i'm not sure if i'm answering your question yeah, i almost I, I forgot it now but but trying I, to say like or yeah sorry go on good, no, the I'll challenges then are there that you know you cannot infinitely and directly do too many build your own metrics well that's the short way to say it you can't really build your own you, you can do quite a bit but not really fully build your new metrics with dear lucy on the other side of the things that metrics metric is you know highly likely to already exist yeah so i think i, th- I was going to just um mention that it's, it's not metrics for metric sake right so i think i think you when you separate the sales leader he probably needs more actionable data to impact his team and or report upwards versus the analyst that maybe um wants to find some cool correlation <laughs> between mm-hmm. something um yeah so it's it's you know focusing on um uh things that actually impact your customer and, and you know impact the, the business versus just measuring for for, for measuring sake I think that's the thing, and and like um, I, I mentioned, now we have a lot of uh, ready-made metrics. I'm, I'm actually not sure how many there are, uh, but there's probably more than, than than what I've said. But these are all based on best practices. So, yeah. so we've done you know hundreds of implementations for different sales teams, large and small, um, and it keeps centering around the the kind of core sales KPIs, uh, and they're in their their loose also. Then you might whenever we you know there might be some different ones and then we can you know apply those too and whenever we hear of a new type of metric or a few clients that are in demand it's immediately added to the product as well so it's available for all so uh, in most cases it's rather than spending you know doing new types of reports for every board meeting or every weekly sales meeting uh dear lucy is your place to go for real-time sales insights uh, just readily there Nice. So, so what does the, the future look like? Obviously, you mentioned they adding the reports and things like this, but what does the future look like for, for Dear Lucy from a, a roadmap standpoint? Uh, I Like I mentioned, I think there's quite a lot of competitions. I won't, won't uh, uh, say too many details, but I think it's fair to say that uh, 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 improving kind of some of the things self-service there is a lot of demand there and we have RevOps teams who would like to do you know some of the changes and play around with the data a bit more so i think it's safe to say that more self-service features than currently available uh, will also come uh, uh, into the tool and then i think it's just about automating a lot 
of what's already out there. So, so we we work with customers, for example, when it comes to forecasting and goal setting. Uh, uh, so in Dear Lucy, you can set a goal for anything, uh, not based on person. You can have a goal for, you know, how many new deals should be for from that lead source in that pipeline. You don't have to have it per person, or you can set goals on anything. Uh, so. So one of the things that I think uh, is is quite possible is to automate a lot of the work that today takes a lot of, and, and I know that a lot of our customers are, are or soon to be customers are facing this problem. They have all this data, but they still, they still kind of mangle the data in Excel every month to kind of get an update or to account for things that are, you know, uh, they're not able to do in, in their uh, reporting tool at the moment. And a lot of that can be automated. So let's say you have a forecast where you want to account for a uh, weighted deal amount for open deals by close date. So that's your kind of standard forecast. But what if you also wanted to take into account seasonality there? So we know that in, uh, in June, July, August, uh, there's typically a you know, 5% drop during those months in sales historically. Mm -hmm. And what if you also want to take into account um, slippage? So we know that the forecast is typically 5% off because deals are pushed, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, in Dear Lucy, we use all the data that's in your CRM. So we can check historically and kind of uh, base your forecast on 12-month or 24-month rolling periods and say that, this is what your pipeline tells you, but based on your past performance in previous years, we know that forecast is probably to be 10% lower. Mm. And what RevOps teams spend a lot of time doing today is, of course, manually adjusting percentages. What if what if all of these go through? Then we have the, the good scenario. Uh, what if those don't come through? Then we have a worse scenario. In Dear Lucy, we can account for this and automate it. So we kind of build the solution once, base it on the data that's already there uh, and really give you powerful forecasting and able to set targets for it. So now I've been going on for a long while, but my thinking is really that what we want to do is to save up time for people to talk about solutions rather than you know all the man hours in Excel trying to come up what the data actually looked like. You, you, you'll be surprised. And as the amount of people that we hear um, that would say, oh, on Friday, we have to put the reports together for, for Monday. Um, and we, we pull our reports from the CRM. Great, you would think. That, that sounds amazing. But their individual reps haven't updated their CRMs. They spend half the half of their time on Friday updating whatever um, for, for that manager then to check that and then run his own reports and export that and put it into an Excel sheet or whatever and do his own um, pivot tables, whatever he wants to be doing, right? Um, so if you captured each of those, so each rep has probably put an extra four hours in, the manager's then putting probably over, you know, let's just say it's the same amount of hours for him as well. You, you, that's 25 hours across a very small team um, that you can save weekly. Um yeah, it's it's a uh, we we see this all the time, but it actually gets, gets me to think about how does uh, dear Lucy talk to Pipedrive? So so what what is the 
um, how do they integrate? What's the kind of, uh, is it native? Is it, what's the kind of relationship between the two? Yeah, so, so it's a, a fully certified app on the on the marketplace and we know Pipedrive quite well and we're, you know, uh, always in discussions with them on things we want from Pipedrive and, and you know, uh, the, the power that we bring to Pipedrive data as well. Um, we use APIs. Um, so uh, every time something's updated uh, within Pipedrive, it should be reflected in the Lucy real soon after. We adjust the connector depending on the size of the company. Uh, standard is that it runs once every hour. We find that that's typically enough for most companies. Uh, but we also have cases where it's running every 10 or five minutes, uh, depending on if they have like a let's say a daily kind of sales dashboard where you want to record how many calls been done today, then you want it to run uh, a lot quicker uh, yeah. than that. So uh, that's kind of the integration. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you want me to go into more details than that. <laughs> no, that's so what I would um, urge people to do is check the description um, of this uh, show because we'll have a, a video where Hans w walks me through the two platforms and how they integrate and, and what you can get out of the two of them. So yeah, I would, I would urge people to check that out after, after they listen to this. Um, but uh, yeah, well, thank you for that. I mean, so let's just kind of, as we come towards the end here, uh, Hans, what, what's the, obviously you've been with Dealution App for five years now, but what, what was the journey for, for you either to, to get to Dear Lucy, to choose Dear Lucy, but to become the customer success director that you are now, what's been that journey um, to, to get to where you are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, like I, you mentioned in the beginning, I was in, in market intelligence consulting, uh, this kind of thing before. And, uh, uh, one thing, yeah, after doing that for, for quite a few years also, I, I, uh, I started my own freelance consulting for about a year. Uh, one of the projects I did was for, for Delusian. And I immediately fell in love with well both the team and team is really important, but but also the the, the product. So I think that having spent almost my full career dealing with information and insights and delivering that kind of what's being an analyst nerd that I am. Uh, but but one thing that I really find is important that how you disseminate information is really really important. Uh, so I think visualization of data is is truly, truly important. And that's how I fell in love with Dear Lucy because it looks so different and you can do do, do so many kind of cool stuff than, than other uh, dashboards can do, if you like, or, or sales platforms. So the looks is one thing without sacrificing any of the power that's really there of the data behind. Uh, the journey since then... Um, has been a lot. I mean, we're a small team uh, still. We've trialed an error, like you should, I guess, in a startup. We've tried so many things that were wrong. Uh, we tried many things that were right. Uh, and we're still trying out new things. But I think, like I mentioned a, a few minutes ago also, seems that we're, we're now on a very good kind of product market fit. Uh, and... Uh, the the product has evolved so much since I started. Uh, if I say you, you know, we went from being a, a kind of custom integrations built kind of a, a large projects type of uh, 
implementations to something that can be set up within 30 seconds, which is really cool. Uh, and the product keeps getting better. Yeah, and, and that's, um, that piece, that evolution of bespokeness has probably led to a lot of tacit knowledge internally at the business, right? In terms of what, not only how to build um, great dashboards, <clears throat> but also how to talk to your customers and, and, and things like that. So, um... yeah, and I think it's, it's a really, I have a great job in, in that sense. I get to speak to, to sales leaders and, uh, you know, sales uh, analysts uh, from all over the world uh, the whole day um, and talk about sales, really. What's, how, how, how do they run the sales process? What's working for them? How do they then report it uh, in Pipedrive? Uh, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and it also gives me the privilege of being able to talk about what I see many other customers in a similar kind of business or industry doing. So, so um, kind of giving some best practice ideas also on on what they would out and good ideas on things to track. So, some of the companies out there know exactly what they want to track. Mm. Others want to track everything for actually no good reason just because the data yeah. is available uh, so it's a little bit death by sales kpis uh if you like which is unnecessary and kind of really nice to work with customers to finger point what are the ones that m matter for you what are the early warning signals uh that will allow you to kind of keep the temperature on your sales team and whether the whether you're going to have a good quarter or not really what what are the that's a really good point in terms of the um how do you help someone that you know that they maybe need to not report on less but more effective reports again we mentioned earlier about the metrics for metrics sake how do you begin to communicate with um someone or inspire them that there is another way right <laughs> you don't have to report on everything um but that there's a term a friend of mine a long time ago said it's a it's like a rocking chair right so you you can think your activities if you're measuring your activity on a rocking chair you, you're doing loads yeah. but you're actually not going anywhere you're not it's not helping you achieve anything um it might be a terrible act, but i always think of that in, in terms of these kind of useless metrics um you know the number of dials made yes it's a or bmi right it's yes it's a measure but it's a level one measure. It doesn't actually tell you anything beyond, and people can game it as well. So, so yeah. what would you, how do you begin to break that cycle of you don't need to measure this? Is it a case of showing them better metrics, or like how how do you like personally how do you begin to? Um, yeah, good that? question, and it's it's different ways to do it, and I do I think I do it differently with different clients too, depending on where they're coming from. But but I think the preferred way both for clients and myself, is to start with a blank slate. So it's just a conversation, kind of like we're having today. And I ask them about the sales process. I ask them about, no, not so much about the insights. So I don't start with that. We don't look at any dashboards. We don't look at the data at all in the beginning. And it's just a conversation on how they're running sales. And that already gives me a very good picture of probable, you know, the probable the insights that are probably going to be interesting for them or the KPIs. But then we talk about also without looking at any dashboards or insights or what they have today, what are the most important things for you to keep track of? 
And some are almost surprised by that question. And it it goes back to the very basic. How much are we winning, <laughs> you know, by the time period? Uh, where are we going to end up? Uh, and then it might be, you know, all the way down to, uh, you know, individual sales performance. What's more important there? And And like you said, Number of dials is only a means to what? A closed sales. So what what are the most important? Is it number of dials or is it number of dials per, uh, you know, uh, a lead becoming uh, an opportunity? So where where's the important kind of line to draw? And it's different for different companies. Uh, but, you know, some clients might ask for, I want 18 different uh, charts showing different types of calls in different time periods, and 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 my point of view is is typically to challenge that a bit. Right? Why? Mm. Probably you need one or two, uh, and that will give you kind of the the one. The rest will follow. So I don't know. Maybe I'm because it's always different. But but um, yeah. In my point of view, the most successful sales teams that we have as customers, and we can see. Their typical KPIs aren't necessarily that many or that complex, uh, but but kind of almost back to basics. Yeah, which kind of repeats the beauty of a visualization. A visualization makes it more communicable, and having simple KPIs makes it more communicable, communicable down to your, your individual uh, sales reps. Yeah. Up to up to the board or or owners as well, right? So, so there's always there are always layers of what you have to capture to you know incentivize those below you to help them do a better job um, and communicate upwards for business performance. So it's um, it's a very good very very good. Like we have a few you know uh, plug and play metrics in Dear Lucy that are quite complex. So like sales velocity, where we take the you know number of work deals times the average. Uh, mm. Uh, win rate times the I can't remember the full formula now divided by the average sales cycle length, right? Yeah. And that gives you this sales velocity, which is basically a sales performance effectiveness measurement, right? Whether it you know does it go up or down, and if we shorten the sales length, you know sales will increase by ten percent or whatever it might be. But that's a very complex metric. And just because it's available with the push of a button in their loose, it doesn't mean that most companies should have it exactly for the reason you just explained, because most people won't understand what it means. And in my opinion, it's kind of what a metric use. What, what it translates to, right? So yeah, well, well, exactly. Active, yeah. What activity does it translate to your reps? Performance? Um, and and so, so it's a metric we only, when I'm involved, then I only introduce to a few clients. And that's maybe when you have the, uh, sales analysts there and they can use that kind of metric to think that hey it looks like if we shorten the sales cycle by two weeks by doing x y and z as a sales kind of process strategy we're going to reach this target instead and these kind of things uh, or you know hit this much in sales whereas most companies if you show that to all the salespeople in your team it doesn't mean anything yeah. and it would just be a cool metric that that why is it going up or down and they wouldn't know what it means or what it's used for so yeah. i don't want to sound like uh, people don't understand that but i know i know from a fact that it's a pretty complex metric to kind of use and shouldn't be used if you can't communicate what what it means then better not to have it at least not for everyone 
Yeah, I, I think not for everyone, right? Because, uh, yeah, I think that's the right way to go. And so when we go into these next couple of questions, right? So this is my quick fire round. Um, yeah. They can okay. be they can be long form answers. <laughs> so um, from a pipe drive, well, from a dear Lucy standpoint, what's your favorite use case and or report that you've seen someone um, pull? Can I? Is it sales, is it sales velocity? <laughs> no, it's a sales one-on-one -on -one, uh, dashboard. So, so set up so you can measure each sales rep on a combined set of or, or kind of common set of metrics, uh, really explaining whether someone's gonna hit their target or not, and who's mm. performing and who's not, and then guiding the sales leader on this person needs more help, assistance. This person's doing well. Um, I've seen really good examples of that. And top tips for people getting started using Dear Lucy and some tips uh, and examples of how people can get the most out of it if they want to excel. So people that are already using it and they want to excel. So um, getting started and top tips to excel. Um, top tips, don't don't build too many dashboards with too many metrics uh just because you know there's no seemable limit to it uh, when you start with dear lucy you get started with three use cases already built based on best practices that seem to be uh, best example we have build one more dashboard yourself combining the metrics that you really want to have for a specific use case and that's actually a tip uh, by itself so we see that most customers that really succeed with Dear Lucy, they base it around the use case. So it's a dashboard for the weekly sales meeting, or it's a dashboard for the board to go through sales performance, uh, or it's a one-on-one -on -one sales dashboard or a dashboard for an info screen in the office. Uh, so start with a use case. Uh, don't cramp as many metrics as you can into one, but have each dashboard tell a story, a picture and give you insights around that. Okay. And for people looking to get the most out of it that are using it, are there any features and or examples that they, they might want to lead into? This is where you come in and, and get more into the, the custom fields. So you can always add yourself custom fields as filters to any dashboards and these kind of things. And that's all self-service. Um, but then it's also a conversation with us at Dear, Dear Lucy to build bespoke metrics and tiles so we want to segment by custom fields in different colors using their own colors and these kind of things uh, having um, you know their pictures uh, next to the name and these kind of things so i think the next level is really where it turns to bespoke and customized stuff both in terms of in terms of look and feel but also in terms of the data we're reporting on brilliant um, yeah, it's really nice. I, I, it's one of the first things I always recommend to use a pipe drive. Put put your profile photo in the at, at the top right, and it just mm -hmm. kind of personalizes the whole the whole um, journey for everyone throughout the system. Um, so yeah, I think that's quite a, a nice little uh, piece there. Any pipe drive feature requests? So I, I know you know pipe drive. You speak to a lot of people that know pipe drive. Pipe drive themselves do listen to this podcast. Is there anything that you would um, like to see within the platform itself? Uh, yes, and, and we've, we've asked 
pipe drive for this too. And I, I think um, top top of my head, uh, there's many I'm sure, but but uh, we'd love to be able to embed Dear Lucy inside of pipe drive. Mm. So when you log into pipe drive, you can actually see uh, as to, as the front page, right? Uh, you log in and you see your most important individual metrics. And then you can go on and, and do the deals kind of things. But uh, embedding, I think, would be the, the top request towards Pipedrive. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if anyone at Dear Lucy's had those conversations. Um, I'm, I'm sure they have. Um, so we, we can see what, what happens there. But um, Hans, thank you so, so much. That's been great um, chatting with you. Uh, that is it. That is it for this week. Um, and if you'd like to get a demo um, and or your own free trial, we'll check the links in the description below. Um, thank you for listening to the Evolve Pipe Drive podcast. We talk all things pipe drive, sales, apps, and the pipe drive marketplace. Um, at Evolve, we're helping businesses that are on pipe drive or considering the CRM switch to get the most out of pipe drive um, because you know your business and we know pipe drive. Um, I hope you found this insightful. Um, if you have, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing with someone that you will find it useful. Um, and do drop us a note if there's any questions or guests that you'd like to um, come onto the show. But, Hans, once again, Thank you so much. Big thanks, Bruce. Thank you. Cheers.